Hello and welcome to the B Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Today I am joined by Brendan Krause. Hello. Justin Ayotte. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. And Josh Krubner. If it bleeds, we can record it. <laughs> uh, and we are here to do another double feature review, this time on 1987's Predator, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers, directed by, I believe it was John McTiernan, yes? And, and yes. Right. And, um, 2022's Prey, the Native American prequel to Predator, uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, and which was just recently released on Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get into that, though, we felt it would be uh, a worthwhile discussion to, as I believe we discussed this on a prior show earlier in the week, it might have been the Pain and Gain G.I. Joe show, where yeah. we talked about the future of the DC films after the Batgirl cancellation. Uh, given some of the more recent information that's come out about Ezra Miller, uh, we thought it might be worth um, a sh- a short addendum to that discussion. Uh, basically, with the cavalcade of charges he has against him for various things, including like child endangerment and uh, felony burglary, uh, Warner Brothers now has, at least on paper, a, a multiple path they could possibly take. Uh, the first of which is, fuck my phone, um, if you can get him to uh, seek professional help and do sort of like the apology tour and use this movie as the apology tour, then that's probably their best option. Uh, in the eventuality that he will not seek help, um, the assumption is that they would prevent him from doing any press for the film and that he would be summarily recast for any future appearances of this character. This is the first time I've seen actual discussion of the, the possibility of not releasing this film, which is the, I guess, the nuclear third option, although uh, we don't really know. None of the articles I read said at which point they would consider that. Um, yeah, I, that was a that was a last resort, according yeah. to what I saw, I think, on IGN. <laughs> I assume... I assume that that's, that's yeah. I assume that's a possibility. If like, say for example, he's in prison by the time the film comes out, like oh, yeah, I yeah. would think that's possible. Um, I also believe, based on conversations that we've had regarding, you know, what level, you know, we know what his. I don't really want to get into this like this, but we kind of know what his pronoun position is and some of the things he's done publicly. I would think that if, given some of the Chinese laws, that if he very publicly goes on the press press tour in, like, women's clothing, uh, the Chinese government might go, like, uh, yeah, no, we're not doing that. And uh, if they can't get a China release for this movie, I would be shocked if it, if it ever comes out. Um, It'll come out. Yeah, I I'm I'm willing to bet money. It's it's coming out. It will lose money. For, I, I like I said, I think it makes about three hundred ish million, unless it's like you know like a Morbius level like bad. What people say, it'll make like three hundred ish million. You know, it'll still be a loss for them, but a much smaller loss compared to if they just don't release it. Yeah, I I kind of wonder though if like because obviously it's all new. It's all now completely different ownership. I kind of wonder if they they look at this as like we didn't make this decision 
and this guy is a psycho and we can't have you know and justin i i acknowledge your point that it's a lot of money to to lose but i mean i would think if this tanks to the level that i expect it to this thing could lose a billion dollars and i don't I don't think it can lose that much. I don't know about that. Well, from the offshoot movies, definitely, which we talked about last time. Yeah, but I mean, if you're you're talking about just the Flash's release, I mean, uh, it's going to depend on what the budget is and how much marketing they put into it. Now, we're all assuming that the marketing is going to be what they normally put into a movie to market it. I mean, to be honest with you, they may want to shy away from some of that, that just because of the legal troubles. Um, so they may not even end up putting the amount of money that they normally would into, um, you know, the trailers and stuff. I mean, think about it. How much money do you think they've probably put into Black Adam? I mean, I they've put out, what, two trailers, I think? And, right, still, you know. In the next month, you're going to see a shit ton. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, in the next month or so, yeah. But I mean, think about it. They could do that with the Flash because the Flash comes out in what March, May of next year. May, May. All right. So think about it. So uh, April, April, they can just start putting like a few on TV. They'll put them on TNT. They'll put them on TBS. They'll put them on Discovery. They'll put them on TLC. They'll put them on channels that they own, so they won't have to worry about money really um when it comes to the ads i mean they'll only have to pay what the cable companies and stuff whatever their share is i I mean i would almost argue they have to spend more than you normally would to market this because you have to convince people it's not the tv show uh i don't know i don't think enough people watch the tv show to really get that confused i mean its highest rating was its premiere and that was five million people uh i don't think i don't really think you'd have to go that far and i think at the end here i think they can get and like you know, maybe like half a million people to watch. So I don't think you have to really go. I mean, maybe you have to do that um, for like maybe like people who watch the T show and whatever. But even then, like that's kind of inconsequential to be honest. Because I mean, they've already had has Flash in Justice League. Um, you know, yeah, he, he showed up and he was generally considered the worst thing about that movie. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I consider them the worst thing about that movie, but. I don't know. I mean, to me, he's, to me, the whole situation is just nuclear. And if I were Warner Brothers, I'd be like, fuck it. We can, you know, the one thing they can't do is, you know, I get Brendan's whole idea of like, it's going to make the, it's going to make the base budget back, but they can't. One of the mistakes I think Warner Brothers has made with some of the DC stuff is like when Man of Steel came out, they were like, this has to make over a billion because we have to, we have to offset the cost for fucking Superman lives, which never went anywhere. So like, you, you can't view this one as like, we have to use this one to cover the cost of all the other bullshit we've done. Yeah, well, that, that was like stupid thinking that, that, this this that Man of Steel has to cover losses made on a movie that you tried making like twenty years before. I mean, they didn't. I mean, I don't and, think they thought of no, that going into was, Superman it was, Returns. Well, it was Superman Returns they were trying to. I, I was wrong. It was oh. Superman Returns. Oh, after oh, oh. Before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, well, that makes sense. But, but I mean, what movie are you really trying to make returns on that failed recently? I mean, they've all pretty much made money. All of these. 
uh, DC movies. It's just that they didn't make the movie they thought the money they thought they were gonna make. I mean, I think the worst performing one might have been Batman versus Superman. But uh, um, that might no, have also suicide, been Suicide Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman two both like right, definitely lost really? money. But granted, that was like due to uh-huh. you could you know they came out on streaming the exact same day, so. Well, yeah, but that was also like a COVID thing too. So I mean, I think they kind of figured they were going to take losses on that. But I mean, think about it. You know, you look at what we talked about last week. They cut Batgirl. They cut that Scooby Doo movie. Um, those were all essentially made for TV movies. Um, right. That's how they were built. That's how they were created, and that's what they were going to be. Discovery owns channels and properties that are made for TV stuff. That's all they do is they make TV stuff, and they have, like, TLC, and uh, they have either Lifetime or Hallmark, one of those movies. I mean, they make TV movies every day for those things, so they know how to hide that stuff and how to hide that money somewhere and write it off and stuff like that. They're not going to want to, as their first thing for buying it, they're not going to want to write, try to write off or can a uh, giant theatrical movie that they basically made their whole platform on at San Diego Comic-Con. The little presence that was there was all about Flash and Aquaman. Yep, I, I, mean, think, you're, I and, think you're right. But here, but here's something that and we're and well, and Black Adam and 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 Shazam, but those were pretty much just trailers, I think. And then that weird thing by uh, The Rock when he came up dressed as him or whatever. Yep. And here's the just, other your audio is really fucked up. What? what? Your audio is really fucked up right now. It's really fucked oh. up right now. Oh, he sounds yeah, fine to me. Sounds, sounds good on my end. Your your audio has been I mean, fucked up the entire time, to be honest. <laughs> uh, here's, the, here's the other point that um, we were talking about earlier that I think will will I think will actually serve as an instant torpedo to this entire thing. And this is the this is the nuclear scenario where they will have no choice but to cancel this movie. Uh, it also came out yesterday that um, that reports are that he that Miller was. Uh, actively hiding from the police while the reshoots were going on. If it comes out that Warner Brothers knew that and did not turn him in, this movie is fucked. Well, I think it's going to depend on when, you know, not, not, to, not to get too much into the legal babble, um, but, I mean, it's going to depend on when the crime occurred, when the warrant, you know, when he became a fugitive, you know, when the warrant was issued, and then also... Um, you know, whether or not Warner Brothers knew, yeah. which I mean, I guess technically, huh? I'm aware of that. That's why I just said, if they were aware of it, you can't release this. I mean, even, even if they are aware of it, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, did the law say, oh, that you cannot legally release this movie now? I mean, no, I'm I, just saying, no, they I don't think want, he's just uh, looking from a I'm PR standpoint. They don't want the bad press of like, we knew this guy was a criminal and we had him on set. Like, well, you know, he was a criminal not, when right. he, when they had him on set because of the stuff in Hawaii. I mean, well, yeah, you know, it's, he. It's a different sure. scenario <laughs> if he's actively hiding from police in his fucking trailer. Well, I mean, yeah, technically they could be accessories, you know, for you know aiding or abetting a fugitive. Yeah, I mean, you know, but yeah, that, no, that's I mean, that's a that's a completely different issue than the fact that whether or not they'd want to release a movie. I mean, you know, they would probably still release it anyway. At this okay. point, I think they're just going to release it and just fall thinking. where they may. Here's my thinking, though, right? Like, And here's another example. 
Like, Disney was willing to fire fucking James Gunn for bullshit that he pulled, like, what, 15 years ago? Because some some mob of Trump tards pulled it out because they don't like him, and they were willing to can his ass. But Warner Brothers is willing to keep this idiot around and put him and put him at the center of like some giant movie they think is gonna save this fucking imprint. Like, are we? Are um, we... <laughs> I mean, based on what I'm reading about the new CEO of Warner Brothers, I would say absolutely yes. This guy, uh, he's like, you know, Ezra Miller could kill five people, but if it makes him a billion dollars, you know, he'll fund the hits himself. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this dude, like, I mean, he kind of he kind of seems everyone, like the opposite you know, of like. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Like, look, everyone's like, oh, my God, you canceled Batgirl. You know, it's got a woman, you know, of color lead. He's like, I don't give a fuck. We're, we're putting it as a tax write-off. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Apparently, I've read some other stuff having to do with some of the other projects that were kind of, that were sort of questionable. Um, I saw something that said that the Supergirl movie that was supposed to spin out of The Flash, which was also intended for HBO Max, is is most likely dead. The Blue Beetle, movie, the Blue Beetle movie is still going to happen at this point. Blue Beetle came out of this better. Uh, he, uh, what, what's the CEO's guy? As Asov, whatever his name David is. Zaslav. Him, him, and the other executives like watched it, and apparently they really liked it. And they're saying, "No, nah, this is too good to be put on screen. We're putting this like in theaters." So, oh, wow. the Blue Beetle crew, they got they got an upgrade basically. Um, <laughs> It sounds like the uh, the Green Lantern Corps series is still happening at this point. And the um, I did see something, and I don't know if this was confirmed anywhere, that the Michael B. Jordan-produced Black Superman movie is most likely dead. Oh, the Tanisi Coates one? Yeah, that's dead. Well, I saw yeah. I saw that there was I saw that there was. Uh... I mean, there was. I think a lot of that stuff was up in the air the last time I saw it. But um, I think also Static Shock might have also been on the chopping block, maybe. And then yeah. um, I saw the Harley uh, Quinn show. Oh, um, and then there was a show right before um, Discovery bought them um, that Kevin Smith was going to be involved in. It was that called Strange, Strange Adventures. Strange Adventures thing is dead. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that didn't really get out of the development stage, which honestly, it kind of sounds like it was interesting. Unfortunately, it's modern day Kevin Smith, so it probably wouldn't have been good. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I liked I liked the idea of it that it was going to be like you know uh, characters that don't normally get a shine or whatever, and, and uh, they were going to get be that. Mm. So yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we'll see where a lot of this goes. I think a lot of this is, you know, could change by the day. Really, it seems like the whims of these corporate people are just all over the fucking place. So who knows? Um, we'll see. It's 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 uh, me and Brendan versus Josh, John, and Milos. So we'll see what happens. Will the flash hashtag <laughs> ha- hashtag hashtag it's coming out. God, I hope not. We shall see. I won't see it either. Way. That's what she said. He's terrible. I've seen Ezra Miller in four movies. He's literally been the worst thing in everything I've seen him in. So I have no reason to think this is going to be any good. um, I was trying to think of it the other day. Was he in um, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl? I have not seen that. 
Unknown. It might have been. I don't remember. He was, that was in a good movie. Thought... I just can't remember if he was in it. I thought I know there was another guy. That, um, I thought he was in that movie version of the Perks of Being a Wallflower, which I also haven't seen. Uh, yeah, I think yes. he was. I, I have not seen people that. Really like him, man. Yep. I've seen him in Justice League and the three, the three Fantastic Beast movies, and I guess that little bit in Suicide Squad yeah. where he was in it for about a minute and a half or less. Well, that was Peacemaker, a Suicide Squad. Well, no, no he was he in he was in, in 2016 Squad for about a yeah. minute. Oh, 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 that's Suicide Squad. Oh, sorry. I, I thought you I, meant the, the new he one. He was in the Flash TV show for like... Yeah, when when they minute. first introduced Captain Boomerang in the Air one, he shows up for about a minute. Yep. So, okay. Um, I suppose we can get into our main event now. Uh, a double review of Predator and Prey. Um, I guess we can do what we always do with the older movies. Um, how were we all introduced to this? Let's start with the Arnie fan in the room. Uh, Justin. Yeah, so come to me first. That's great. Um, so bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I did come to this actually a little later than all the other Arnold movies. Um, I came to this one I think middle school, high school, somewhere in that area. Um, but uh, yeah, it you know I, I think it was on TV. Uh, first, and then I ended up like finding it on DVD or something right before like all the video stores closed. Um, and uh, yeah, it's great, it's fantastic. It's you know, one of my uh, it's in the top three of my Arnold movies. Um, you know, it's you know, it's got the catchphrases, it's got you know, it's it's everything, and um, yeah, so I mean, that that would be how I came to this, I guess, is that I ended up seeing it. like tape DVD, something like that. Uh, right before all the video rental stores closed, kids, those used to be a thing. It's not just a meme about Blockbuster. Um, yeah. I've been in and recently, but yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's how I came to it. Is uh, you know, something like that. Cool. Uh, Brendan. Uh. You and Josh can go first for uh, giving your thoughts okay. on Freddy, because I feel like uh, I got the most different take. <laughs> Josh? Um, you know, at my age, like, Predator 2 was on TV all the time. Um, they had the AVP comics. I think I saw Predator 2 first, loved it. We rented Predator. It's Predator, so absolutely loved it. Uh, years later, I found out that it was basically a unofficial remake slash definitely a ripoff of a movie that they finally just re-released called Without Warning. Uh, it's a fantastic movie, but the monster is just laughable. Uh, if you get a chance, check it out. It's great. It's basically Predator with uh, the guys from Grumpy Old Men. I think it's them. It's uh, Martin Landau and uh, what's-his-face? Well, uh, uh, Jack Lemmon? Uh, Jack Palance. Oh, okay. You totally, you totally did not have anybody from Grumpy Old Men. That's that Walter probably. Matthau and Jack Lemon. Well, I was close. <laughs> close enough. Close enough. I knew yeah, it. Was close. We'll it was Jack something. Uh, for me, honestly, for this one, I can. This might be the first. We might want to mark this one down. This might be the first time I will say this. I know I've uh, obviously I've seen this before, like last week. I've seen this probably ten or twelve times in in my entire life. 
I have no memory of how or when I first saw this. Um, I do. It was mm-hmm. most likely home video at some point. I don't really have specific memories of it, which uh, other people have complimented us on our ability to do that. Um, complimented you. You're the one that's always got you, you complimented you. You're the one that's always right. got the the place, the time, you know, everything about when you saw these movies. This is a shock to oh, me. My best friend said that we we all have amazing recall of how we first see these things because he just <laughs> doesn't remember any of that. Uh, but with this one, I don't. I I mean, I know I saw it on like home video at some point. Uh, I am a big fan of this movie. Um, I don't think the I don't think any of the any of the sequels or related films have come close to this one. Uh, not to telegraph my opinion of the the second movie we're going to do, but Prey to me comes the closest uh, in the sense of like it was the first like sequel or related movie to Predator that didn't make me want to kill myself after about an hour. Um, <laughs> so uh, I am a big fan of this one. Uh, so I'm glad we decided to do this because it gave me an excuse to watch it again. Uh, so Justin, would you like the honor of the plot run? Let's, well, let's, uh, let's get to Brendan cause we didn't get, <laughs> oh, yeah, cause, yeah, yeah. He, cause we skipped him on how he came to it. Now I want to know what this controversialness is about and are we going to get into a bigger beef than Mike versus <laughs> LeBron? Oh, First things first, Josh, I Googled uh, without warning, and I was laughing because the first name on the cast list is Cameron Mitchell. <laughs> yes, there is. Um, <laughs> but in terms of Predator, I first saw it when I was in high school, you know, obviously hearing how, you know, it's a classic Arnold science fiction, John McTiernan, who, by the way, in the span of three years, he put out this movie, Die Hard, and The Hunt for Red October. Yes, he did. But, and then but, he went uh, to <laughs> Yeah, what a crazy, like, run. <laughs> I'm also a huge fan when it comes to McTiernan of the 13th Warrior. I don't know if anyone else remembers that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, uh, recently, happy birthday to Antonio Banderas. I think it was yesterday. Oh, oh nice. Interesting. There you go. The 13th Warrior. Um, in terms of Predator the movie, I liked it. It is a good movie. That being said, however, it in my opinion, does not at all belong in the same category which people put in as your Terminator 1s, your Terminator 2s, Alien, Aliens, all those. It is good. It is not bad. But that being said, the movies I just mentioned before are like all-time greats. This simply is not one. It is simply a very good movie. I would support that argument. Um. I, I just, when people try to put this with. Oh, Justin getting serious. Uh oh. And, uh. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think the rest of the uh, franchise is kind of bad, honestly. Predator 2 has some great moments, some wonderful, you know, moments in it. Danny Glover's great, but as a whole, it, it really it, it drags, in my opinion. Uh, the Alien vs. Predator films are just like. Like the worst of like 2000s action filmmaking. Uh, the comics, like uh, some of them can be fun, but uh, they add like so much stupid lore. Like, uh, like isn't that where you learn the predators? Like, their race is called like, was it you? 
Ujada, something stupid like that. Yeah. All that stupid stuff. Um, yeah, you Predator. You mentioned the comics. I should bring up real quick that uh, Marvel put out their first licensed Predator comic this week. I haven't read it yet. Man, fuck Marvel. Batman versus Predator 1 and 2. Those things were awesome. <laughs> yes. Batman versus Predator. Those, those are cool. Yeah, I'm, Predator, I'm still I'm, I'm still I'm still recovering from this. It's good, not bad, and it shouldn't be put up with any other movies. It's not on the level of the, the It's not what he says. It's just not. Like uh, how can someone watch like Aliens and say, "Oh yeah, Predator is like on this level." It is. So, no I mean, in terms of quality... No, like, nobody can I, say that. Nobody can say that. Some, somebody can say it's better, but they can't say it's on the same level. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of enjoyment, it's whatever you like. I love the characters in Predator. I love the <laughs> setting. I love how everything shakes out. Um, you know, what bothers me is people call both movies horror movies, and I'm like, Predator is not a oh horror movie. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> certainly not a sci-fi action movie. No, Predator is not a horror movie. That's ridiculous. Oh, people call it a horror movie. Yeah. Oh, God, you're idiots. Uh, if people are slightly scared by something, then they just call it a horror movie because it's yeah. a horror movie to them. My stepmom wouldn't let me put Jurassic Park on for my siblings when I was a kid because she called it a horror movie. I'm like, <laughs> it's a movie about dinosaurs eating people. It's not a horror movie. Oh, the horror. I know. It's so, it's so um, scary. Something that could literally never happen on this planet. It's so scary. Yeah. But yeah, Predator, um, I mean, I've always thought, you know, once the Predator starts killing people, it's pretty good. But I mean, everything before that, them like go into the takeout, whatever, the gorillas in Central America, I, mean, I find that stuff honestly either boring or just kind of bad, honestly. Like the scene where they take out the uh, outpost. It's so fucking long. I'm just like, oh, this is like, it's cool for the first couple minutes, and then I'm I'm just bored by the end of it. Like, yeah, but you're, Arnold you're and being Carl have yeah, but you're being introduced armor. to all the characters though. You're being introduced to their personalities. Yeah, you're giving, you're, 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 up like you're getting movie, and then oh, there's a predator. <laughs> I mean, you're introduced to the personalities and like the helicopter. Right? I mean, everyone's. I mean, let's be honest. Everyone's like one note. You know personality in this movie i mean which is fine but i mean like a helicopter ride to get to the place you establish you know what everyone's about you know this guy's the asshole this is the comedian you know etc etc um yeah once yeah once the killing starts it's pretty good i think that i've always thought i mean the predators incredible design for me like i like them but i feel like a lot of times they're just they will be written. We're told that they're these great hunters. Like, then they'll like do stupid things because plot. And I think that does include the original. Like, there are so, so many times I feel like where, oh, okay, you ha- you can kill Dutch. Do it. Do it. Oh, okay, you didn't because plot. Okay. I mean, it's not for lack of trying, unlike Prey. But um, you know, for me, I think the only part of the movie that isn't great. And uh, Red Letter Media touched on this. They have a great review of Predator and a pretty terrible half in the bag of Prey. Um, the opening scene where we see the Predator's ship, we didn't need that. Like, if the Predator just showed up in the jungle, and, I mean, obviously it's an alien, but if we were left to, like, guess a little bit, would have been better. We, we did not need the establishing shot of the ship and it coming to Earth. 
No. Nope. Um, do we even want to bother with a plot run of this one? I mean, it's just basically I just... Mean, uh, the first one? The fortune yeah. in the jungle. They're going to uh, liberate some people who have been basically taken hostage and something killed the other rescue squad. And, oh yeah, there's a predator. That's pretty much the plot. There's an alien yeah. hunter in the jungle, yep. So, yeah. Starts uh, taking uh, off them one by one. And yeah, yeah, Arnold's well, can't say which one important, And I will harp on this in the next one. Um, the Predator is a extremely skilled hunter. They hunt for sport, but they have a very definite code of honor and ethics and pride. Um, they will not attack unarmed people. And the first one, it won't attack women. Um, you know, if you don't have a weapon to compete with it, it will actually ditch its weapons and try to fight you either hand to hand or with like its bladed weapons. Um, you know, the ending is very controversial on the part of the Predator because of what it does. And, you know, the character of Dutch, I mean, yeah, it's Arnie, but like he goes from this like basically unkillable brick shithouse to by the end of the movie, he's barely alive and he's completely rattled and he's probably going to be a basket case for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you if if there was an uh, um, invisible alien coming after you and killing your entire crew and I, you were the ultimate action hero and then all of a sudden the guy who was able to get his crew out of all kinds of things, you know, all of a sudden had this like invisible alien thing just up and kill everybody? I, I would. My, my point was we might not see that motif repeated with a 90 pound girl. Uh, no. Um, I mean, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, <laughs> Justin, I hope you're sitting down. I mean, the final fight with between Dutch and the Predator, I mean, kind of like the fight I mentioned before. I feel like it goes on for too long. <laughs> like, it's it's good overall, but uh, with, with Predator, the original, I think I would have liked it more if it was like 15, 20 minutes shorter. It's only an hour forty-seven. Oh. If it's twenty minutes, it's a pretty short movie. Movie. Hey, hey, you can be short and still be long. <laughs> well, we all know here yeah, who's not a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> this before or after There's the most lines in the movie. Had he already done the Running Man with Arnold by now? Yes. Uh, no. No. Running Man what? was in '89. This was in '87. Oh. I could have sworn Running Man was earlier. Wow. I thought Running Man was. Mm, I don't think so. It's either '88 or '89. Or uh, Running Man. I just looked it up. '87. So. Oh, it's the same year. Oh, same oh. year. Oh, all right. It was oh, the year. Was wrong. Body. Nice. Well, they had to get Jesse as at his height. You know, he was he was commentator for uh, WWF. You know, he's doing Running Man, Predator. I mean, this is height Jesse Ventura. You know. Yep. Yep. Ryan Ventura, right there. Um, the body, Jesse Ventura. I was actually kind of partial to Carl Weathers myself. Um, oh yeah, he he was he was great in this too. He's good. Been out there for real. I uh I got to see him at um uh at uh, Comic Con the local one. Um, him and Dolph came and did like a 
like a Rocky thing or whatever. And uh, people were asking him about Predator, and he was going on and on about working with Arnold. And, and then they started getting into the whole Arnold thing. And then, um, you know, he was talking about working on that and stuff like that and how much he liked it and everything like that. It was pretty cool. Nice. Cool. Nice. Yeah. I mean, he, he's good. Yep. Um, I got to say, I was a big fan of the the way the effects are done in this movie. Like, obviously, in 1987, you know, you're not going to have as much cgi and stuff but like all the predator vision sequences were cool where you see like the the heat readings and whatever and just mm. i feel like i feel like um and, you know maybe we'll get into this more with the other one but i feel like the the prevalence of cgi and stuff have actually hurt these movies because to me the predator is more interesting when you can't when you can't see it mm. Well, that's that's what makes that's what makes that first one so good is that, um, like half the movie, like probably more than half the movie, um, you don't even know what it looks like for like half the movie, and it's like, yeah. and it's this thing that it just has an outline that's taking out all these guys, these big, you know, you know, green beret guys that you know have put down militia groups in Cambodia and all types of shit, and it's like, you know, this alien thing that's invisible is taking these guys out it's pretty crazy and i mean it kind of like you know the the way that uh mcdernan filmed it was really great because i mean this could have easily had been like you know some garbage you know uh you know bin thing where it was just like oh yeah that was that movie that you know a bunch of those guys were in but it's like he really took it and he really took the whole concept and really made it more of a uh you know um not really like a uh, like an analysis, but he kind of like went into like the psyche of like a person and like you know how everybody kind of started breaking down and how everybody started acting. Like Poncho acts a certain way, um, you know Jesse Ventura acts a certain way, uh, 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 Billy Duke acts a certain way. Like everybody acts a different way once everybody starts dying and once. So everybody starts getting, you know, mysteriously vanishing or whatever. And then once they find out what's actually happening, you know, it's almost like their training never uh, prepared them for it. So now you kind of right. see them out of their element. And I think that's what is great about this movie is that you see these, you know, green berets taken out of their element. And, you know. And I do think that's something that the... You're you're right about that, and I honestly, you know, for probably the 12, 15 times I've seen this movie over the years, I've never thought about that, and mm. that's why I enjoy doing these because I think we we all give each other new ways to look at these things, and that as you say that, I'm thinking of that, and I think that's the thing that the it's the thing that all the sequels don't have is like. Once the audience knows what this thing is, and then you do like the future movies, it just kind of bleeds into the way the characters deal with it too. It's like, oh yeah, we've all seen this thing before. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, the only one I think that tried to do it even kind of after was Predators, which not a good movie, but <laughs> yeah, I actually picked up all the all the sequels recently because they were cheap on Amazon. <laughs> so I'm gonna get. Yeah. Them well, they're all on. They're all on Hulu. Predator. Yeah, but each one was like five dollars on uh, Amazon Video, so I was like, why not? Yeah, they're all they're all on uh, Hulu. I was gonna I was gonna try to watch them all before this, but I'm like, you know what? 
I haven't seen them in so long. I was like, I'm not going to try to, like, watch them all and then try to rank them before we did this. But No, no well, one should ever, ever watch The Predator. It is just painful. Yeah, that, that's, oh, not, that's not good. That's the one with no. Momoa, right? No. Yeah. Was Never Momoa? seen yeah. it. I don't think he was. Wait. The Shane Black one, right? The, like the the most yeah. recent like, before this, yeah. and Olivia Munn and shit. I'm not uh, sure. Momo never saw it, but I I could have sworn Momo was in that one. I, I don't know who was, but that was one of those rare movies where I literally did not know a single person who liked it. Like literally not a single person. I, I don't think it's possible. It. Like I knew people who saw it and they were like, I think I liked it, and then a week later they were like, I didn't like it at all. Yeah. Um. I mean. Pre- Predator 2, like, I really don't think that's a good movie outside. Like, a few fun scenes with Gary Busey. Um, Predators, I think, is, like, just very generic action movie. Like, um, yeah. And what else? Uh, Alien versus Predators, I just, I don't think those are good. Really. I guess, I guess he wasn't. Okay, here's the cast. I must for, be thinking of something else. Here's here's the cast for uh the Predator, at least people that I recognize. Uh Boyd Holbrook, Trevante Rhodes, Jacob Tremblay, Keegan Michael Key, Olivia Munn, Sterling K. Brown, Alfie Allen, Thomas Jane, uh Jake Busey, uh Ivan Strahovski, and a bunch of nobodies. I don't remember if uh, Mahler has an actual rage video on that one. I think he does, but there's definitely an EFAP. I highly recommend it. So much better than the movie. Uh, also, if you want to laugh, just wiki the plot of The Predator from yeah. 2018, 2017. I have heard what the plot is about, and like it's one of those things like, uh, unless I read for myself, I would never believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I, went it see just, it. Like, I went to see it in theaters and was so pissed off I wanted my money back. So. Oh, I was thinking of Conan. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, too. yeah, you were thinking of a Conan. Yeah, he, yeah, he was um, in a wrong Arnold movie. <laughs> yeah, but with OG Predator, uh, I mean, Arnold's got some great one-liners in it. Um, I'll be honest, outside of Arnold and Carl, the rest of the uh, cast, I mean, they're fine, in my opinion. Um, when... when uh... Uh, well, well, we'll get into that when uh, some of the one-liners that you know end up showing up in print. I don't know if we're really separating these two because it kind of seems like we're kind of just talking about the ball. But uh, yeah, they use that line in Prey, and I was just like, really, oh, yep, really. I, uh, the, the if it bleeds, we can kill it line. I, yep. When they hit, when the guy said that in Prey, I almost took something and threw up my TV. Yeah, no, and uh, there's so many people I saw online that were like unironically memeing it and doing the um you know the, the once upon a time in hollywood leo meme when he's pointing at the screen because he recognizes himself yep and it, we're like y- you get that like we're making fun of you here right like come on people um now, critical I, drinker say, I, I did enjoy a lot of that one but i was when that hit i was just like do we really need to do that really? that's what they do that's what they do um, i mean should we just go into pray yeah, we can go into Prey. Um, so I'm I'm the odd man out on Prey, and like I said, uh, Critical Drinker has a has a great video on Prey. Whether you liked it, you hated it, or you're indifferent, he lays out everything that I'm about to say, but I'm about to say it in a much meaner way. All right, go. 
Uh, all right, so I'll make this quick because I do have to run in and clock out, and then I'll jump back in for the conversation. Prey is a story set in, I believe, 1717, following a Comanche tribe. 1719. Is named Naru, uh, and she's setting off on whatever the pilgrimage is. It's a rite of passage hunt, um, and she wanted to basically kill a lion that was terrorizing the village, her and her brother. So the brother wanted the lion. She wanted the bear. Um, you know, it's kind of like a Mulan thing where everyone is telling her, like, you're a girl, you can't hunt. The difference is, especially for Comanche, I have no idea why they use them. Um, this behavior was not anything that would have ever been entertained or allowed by the Comanche. And their treatment of women above most other tribes at the time, it's just, I don't know why they use them. Uh, and the actress, of course, is not any kind of real Comanche. She's part Mexican, part Sioux. Um, so as far as the movie, the Predator himself is uh, different. I don't know if it's supposed to be a like space Native American Predator, which just sounds absurd, but he definitely looks like you know tribal and primitive. I don't know if he's a caveman, like ancient Predator, uh, or if he's uh, you know in line with the plot of The Predator. And uh, maybe he's a little bit special. I don't know. But for whatever reason, he does not have, like, full armor. He's got very, very primitive, mostly bladed weapons. Um, and he does not really obey any of the rules that a predator would. He regularly attacks animals and unarmed people, uh, which is weird because there's a whole bunch of French people with firearms that he's just kind of glossing over. Um, he's a terrible predator. He's repeatedly attacked and there's blood drawn on him from everything from animals to people he fights hand to hand. He does not seem to have anywhere near the strength of like the real predator, except he does because he clearly lifts up a bear. Um, and then just real quick to finish my piece, I think the way that she stops this predator is hilarious because there's the whole scene with her brother admitting that he's basically a fraud and he shouldn't have been the war chief. He basically cheated to kill the lion. She totally cheats to kill the predator. Um, she ends up using a firearm, which she would be totally against. And then she uses the predator's own weapon and literally shoots him in the back of the head. So, yeah, I mean, she's able to kill him. But just like her brother, like she's not worthy of being the war chief. And she comes home a fraud. Um, predators would not approve their, their whole code. Also, the implication of, you know, we see the gun from Predator 2 and they give it, you know, she ends up killing it. Um, that ends up on the ship in Predator 2. So does that mean that, like, she's going to have another run-in with Predators, or they're just going to go slaughter the village and then take the, the gun? End, the end credits show, like, more Predators came later. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's that's my piece. I'm going to go clock out. I will that come didn't back. sound so mean. <laughs> yeah, that was not yeah. like we blasted the hell out of it or anything. You know, that's... Yeah. Um, I mean, I... Enjoyed it. Um, you know, for me, yeah, the original Predator is a four out of five. I mean, this one would probably be like a three out of five. Um, I think uh, the direction is kind of what lets it down for me. Um, I just wish it had been shot better. And I guess my hot take would be, had this been executed better, it could have easily, in my opinion, been better than the original. In terms of like uh, assuming the general plot and all that stuff was the same, just execution wise. Yeah, I mean, I get, I guess I liked it. You know, 
I think my thing is I wasn't in no way was I trying to compare it to like the Arnold movie because I figured there was no way it was going to hit that. But I was kind of by default comparing it to the other sequels and related side things. And to me, it was at least entertaining enough to be better than those. Um, so I don't know if maybe yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm, being yeah, I, I would. No, I would agree with you, John. It's it's definitely it's definitely a step below the original, like all the other ones are. Um, but I would say, of what I remember of watching the other ones, this is probably the better of the sequels slash remakes slash prequels slash whatever. Yeah. Um, I think you know I go on my scoring system, so it's out of seven. Uh, so I give it a four out of seven, uh, which is just just over the okay mark. Um, it's, it's a good, it's a good movie. Like if it, if you were to take all the predator stuff out of it, it's a good movie. Like it's, it's, it's generally okay made. Um, I mean, it could have been a little better. Um, it was not well written really. Um, is anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and Josh, Josh is right. Now that I'm thinking about it, that is. Uh, you know, kind of shitty how they kind of like made the brother feel like he was, you know, less worthy of something because he used all those means and, you know, basically killed the. And it's not a lion. I think it was a jaguar because um, North America bird. didn't have lions. Yeah. Um, but, or something, but whatever. Yeah. But, um, but they, uh, um, but yeah, it kind of was kind of a cheap out now that I'm thinking about it because I didn't really even go that deep into it. Because at that point, I was already kind of like, oh, when's this over? And um, it was only an hour 40, too. That's not saying much. Yeah, I know. I know. I'd rather sit through three hours of, uh, you know, the Batman than, you know, an hour 40 of this. And you yeah. know how I am with long movies. I figured this um, would be right in your wheelhouse. It's right in the perfect length zone. Yeah, I know. I know. But, you know, the problem is, is the shittiness just, like, brings down the fact that it's short. Um. Yeah. But you know, but if once you add all the predator stuff, it's like I don't know if they just went like medieval on their ass just because like they could say, oh well, this was two hundred years and it was seventeen nineteen. Josh was wrong. I overcorrected him on letterbox. Um, I don't know if they just figured, oh, because it was like you know fifty something years before America, like oh, we can just make him like a like a prehistoric predator or something, and it's like, um. You know, it's really weird that he has no armor. It's really weird that like his and it's and it is odd because like sh- like like they don't like they do stuff like it like it's not supposed to attack you if you're not attacking it, but it's like it ran right by her and like went to the other guy at one point like near the end. I think like before she like um. Like right before she like takes her helmet or whatever his helmet, um, and I'm like, it wouldn't have just like walked right by her. Like I don't know, it it was just very weird. Like some of the stuff, I mean, I guess because it's because she's a woman, so I guess that goes into the whole like the predator doesn't harm women thing. But I don't know. I mean, she's been uh she's been an adversary this whole time, and he did and it did go after her, you know, when she had a weapon. So it's like. And even in the first one, um, when Anna um, has a weapon, like it targets her almost 
kind of, but it's like you can still see it. And like, and when and when they look at the heat vision, thing, it was almost like because she was standing still, it couldn't see it. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Like, yeah, it's not like motion sensor. It's... Yeah, it's not a motion sensor. It's it's heat vision. Like, you can still be seen. <laughs> it's just not gonna go after it. So I was like, what is going on here? Like, it was very weird. Like. So I don't know if it was just something that they overlooked and then they were just like, okay, we don't have the money to put into it because it's 20th Century Fox and Disney just bought it and they're like, well, it's just going on Hulu anyway. But, um, because I don't know if this was ever actually going to premiere in a theater. No. Or if this was just like a leftover. I don't know what it was, but... I bet they wish it um, had now. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was going to before the Disney sale, but they have no, you know, I'd be shocked if, if... Disney ever does anything with Alien or Predator ever again? I mean, you oh, you I, talk I about both going honestly. You, you talk about all the flesh stuff. Like Disney took all of this like 20th Century Fox stuff and like basically threw it away like it was yesterday's garbage. Like, like I'm surprised that's not what Discovery's doing with all Warner Brothers. It's like, oh my God, Disney took uh you know um like Deadpool and. Like, put him on a shelf. He's supposed to be coming. Deadpool 3 is supposed to be coming, but that's not going to happen. Oh, we, we got to talk, gotta talk um, about that for a second. Just this real quick diversion about that, because I saw something the other day that made me think of this. Uh, they have said that the, the She-Hulk series that starts next week is going yeah. to have fourth wall breaks, because the, the comic is based on had that. Yeah. yeah. Is the comic it's based on had that? That just tells me that they were they will never and they never intend to do anything with Deadpool. Nope. Because they're not gonna have another character that does that. Mm-hmm. But, but it's I mean, like Yeah, but it's but it's like it's it's very it's very weird and um all the predator stuff was weird and I thought it was an interesting idea to when i first saw it i'm like oh so they're gonna show the predator landing and stuff now i'm like that's interesting i'm like wouldn't you think that if the movie's called prey and that you're talking about the comanche uh nation you know the the indian tribe it's like wouldn't you try to make it more like the first one and have them like figure like have your i guess i guess at this point like you know it's a predator movie so they, I guess there's no point hiding it, but still, like you would think that they would go, well, let's try to recapture the first one, but just like 250 years earlier, you know what I mean? And I don't know, it just it kind of seemed weird as a choice to, um, to you know show the show it and then show them dropping them and then showing the the, the predator so much, like it kind of seemed like he took out his invisibility cloak thing like way too many times and it's like i don't know it was very weird the whole movie was kind of weird and um you know i don't know it's yeah, yeah. I- i'll just say it's weird <laughs> i actually thought because and you know maybe i'm giving the filmmakers too much credit here i actually thought because it was called prey they were going to do the whole movie from the predator's point of view oh yeah, see, that would have been an interesting take. Um, I, that would be that's way too creative for Hollywood. And I do think that's almost too hard to do because it doesn't speak, you know, and all yeah, that. Yeah, you can't really like, yeah, yeah, because then you're opening yourself up to like, well, now do we have to make it speak? And then now it's like now you're starting this whole thing where it can talk, and then it's like, 
well, now we got to come up with a language for it. You know what I mean? And then it's like, yeah, no, I can't. I, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't think they would have been able to do that just because it would have fucked with so much stuff, and they probably would have gotten like attacked by you know whatever predator fans are left in the world. Yeah. Um, you know about how like they're fucking it up. You know what I mean? But I don't know. After the last couple, are there fans left though? Kind of makes me wonder. <laughs> well, well, I'm a fan of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the franchise no, in total, really. but. I think the sec I think Predator Two is passable and then they just get progressively worse after yeah. that. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time since I've seen Predator Two, so I can't I don't really wanna put like a thought out there about it. Yeah. Just because I mean, like I, I tended to watch these sequels and stuff like once and then kinda be like, eh. I'll never watch that again. You know what I mean? I've like only, that's kinda I've what I've been seen, with all of them. Yep. I've only seen Predators once. I have to go back and give that another look. Actually, I think the first one I watched was Alien vs. Predator. I think that was the first. Pre- I think that was the first Predator movie I actually watched. Or maybe, maybe I had seen Predator beforehand. But because um, I think when did when did Alien vs. Predator come out? That came out in like two thousand three. Two thousand three. Thank you, Josh. Uh, okay, so yeah, maybe I had already seen Predator already. Then. Um, I remember that was like the first new one. I remember there being like a hubbub about. And I was actually supposed to go see it in theaters, and uh, that didn't work out. So I ended up printing it. But hmm. yeah, I mean, I can um, see, I can see why this. You know, I did, I did enjoy aspects of this, but I think some of that was, I find, and maybe everybody does this, but I, I find to a degree that my, my. Uh, expectations for things tend to be tempered by the format in which I see them in. Like, because I saw this on Hulu on my couch and I didn't really pay anything for it beyond the monthly subscription, it was fine. Like, I wasn't, like, hopping up and down about it or anything, but it was fine. But if I had seen this, and if I had, like, made the effort to go to a theater and paid for a ticket to see this, I probably would have been like, eh, that kind of sucks. Um, oh wow! No, we're we're on the odd one out there because there's like millions of people. Like you know, why didn't this release in theaters? I wanted to see it in a theater. I, I, like I said, I bet they regret not releasing in theaters, considering the reaction it's gotten. You know, you know what I was interested in though, just because like, um, if if I had liked it, I was like, well, if I was gonna watch again, I almost wanted to watch the Comanche version. Oh, like just the, the like. What? Yeah, the dub. Just because I was uh, like, that is such a weird like thing I, to have I've on here. I've been reading. I've heard though people are saying it's not good because you know there aren't that many Comanche you know left, and like yeah. they couldn't like find many like unfortunately like high caliber voice actors. It's like a lot of it came off kind of generic. I was reading. Um, but but yeah, no, it, like had it actually like been like in the native language. Um. Yeah, so like, it was a fantastic idea, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to. I don't want to come off as insulting, but like, I watched it with the subtitles on anyway because I was watching it at like one o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, and my wife was asleep, and I was trying to keep the volume down, so I had the subtitles on anyway. Half the lines are half the lines in the regular the regular subtitles are in Comanche anyway. So like yeah. Well yeah. Like, I mean my, my complaint there was it was like Assassin's Creed three where like every third word was just, you know, in whatever the language was for this it was Comanche. Um I didn't know there was a Comanche cut, but 
after hearing that, that up, I'm like, eh, I don't care. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, my takes, it's okay. Had it been executed better, could have been better than the original. Some things I did appreciate, um, you know, living in California, I've always been interested in just Native American history and whatnot. I can't remember the last time a film actually, like, one, like, had Comanche culture prominently, like, featured, and two, like, got a lot of it right. Like, I was shocked. Like, everything from, like, the, the deerskin dresses that the women wore, like, um, I don't know if anyone knows anything about, like, Comanche culture. They actually, like, nailed I was reading a lot of, uh, I was reading some interviews with, uh, what's the director's name? Like, Dan something something. Dan Drackman. Okay, he brought on, like, a lot of uh, Comanche, like, advisors, and they were, like, advising him on, like, well, actually, you know, in, you know, 17, 19, you know, they probably would have been doing something like this instead of whatever the screenwriter wrote. And so that was, I, I did appreciate that, actually seeing a Native American tribe portrayed mostly accurately. That was cool to see, and especially in, like, a sci-fi movie. Um, I thought the CGI was honestly kind of subpar for the most part throughout. Um, like, uh, the bear, I thought, looked just really bad that the uh, predator kills. Um, what, one of the, like, I know, like, controversial things is, like, the predator, like, why is he different from, you know, the other predators? I mean, the way I viewed it, like, looking at the original Predator movie, yes, obviously the predator is super, like, you know, obviously he has super advanced tech. You know, he's got, you know, he's presumably from, you know, some other planet light years away, has cloaking tech, and, you know, a, a, you know, a mounted gun on his shoulder. But, like, the Predator's, like, one of those societies where, like, it's almost like a steampunk kind of thing where, like, it's very advanced. And, like, they're the kind of society where, they can jump to light speed, but they choose to use, like, swords still. They're, they're kind of one of those. And I just viewed it as, like, you know, this is what they would have been like, you know, what, 300-ish years before the events of Predator 1 took place? Yeah, none of that bothered me. I'm with you. Um, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. That. Um, I'm I'm gonna second your point that all the CGI animals look fucking terrible. And it just yeah, there it is, especially that bear. Jesus Christ! No, it was all bad. Like there was a lion somewhere. Yeah, it's not terrible. not good. I mean, yeah. it's just oh, I yeah. Mean, we're just not. I I just feel like most of these productions now are just like it's way too expensive to have actual animals on set. We'll CGI it. No one will care. But then they just all end up looking atrocious. Yeah. Yeah, but so, that's like the actual predator. I, I did like the. Uh, I actually did like his look. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think Predator Two is the best look, but I did like this one, and I just thought, yeah, this is what predators are. One of those societies where, like, yes, they have like you know faster than light travel, but like in many other ways, they're still behind. And I just viewed this as like this is what they would have been like three hundred years before Dutch faced them. Quick, quick Predator 2 story, just because I think you guys will think this is funny. And I'm going to out my other brother, who you guys don't know, who doesn't listen to this, I'm sure. Um, when we were kids, and he's maybe five or six years younger than me, 
we went to see Predator 2 in theaters. I forget exactly what year it was, but he was, you know, six or eight, maybe. And he had never, you know, we've been to all kinds of movies. My dad used to take us to horror movies, which I never cared about, but we used to do that. And um, we went to see Predator 2. And in that moment where uh, Danny Glover takes the Predator's helmet off, my little brother freaks out and and runs out of the theater. And we were just, and he was, like I said, he was maybe six or eight. And he just ran out of the theater full bore. Uh, On the off chance you're listening to this, Brian, I'm sorry, but I thought that was, I've always thought that was really funny. Um, Um, It happens to the best of us. Maybe Tim will hear it and mention that I outed him. I don't know. uh, Maybe. (laughs) Uh, So here's my question. While I was gone, did we get into the controversy that people are saying that Naru is a Mary Sue? Uh, I mean, mean, so many people... I've never understood that compared... Like, I guess I just don't really understand what that means half the time, so... Well, no, so I'm gonna weigh in. She's definitely not, and, like, I've, you know, I'm not a fan of this movie. I don't really have a lot of problems with her, just the way that they wrote around her. Mm -hmm. Um, But my biggest contention was, you know, the plot does not need to collapse in on itself to keep a Mary Sue alive. So a Mary Sue is someone who is just completely wonderful and perfect at all times and all things has no conflicts and no flaws and nothing bad ever happens to them. This chick spends half the movie unconscious and then like locked up in cages. Like she's absolutely not a Mary Sue, but the writing is just not great because like I said, they, they write around it so that like, you know, she's, inexplicably kept alive either by the predator by the french or you know just circumstance i mean yeah i mean i think there are a lot of people that went into this one either expecting it to be just the worst thing ever or in a way almost like just hoping it would be like you know something they could call like woke trash and we're like seems pretty much everyone's surprised that isn't that um, I mean, I thought Naru was fine. Yeah, um, she, she's got like a you know a nice little mini arc of you know discovering herself, becoming more confident. I mean, this is one of the ones that that pissed me off on both sides of the equation because it's like you have the fake fans who have never seen Predator, but then you have the fake fans who have only seen Predator, and it's like you know, I was the one who terrible movie. I enjoy parts of it, but it's awful. Uh, AVP. Like, the character that everybody wanted and expected Naro to be was uh, What's-Her-Face from AVP. Like, she's an actually capable, competent woman. She fights side-by-side with the Predator against the aliens. Obviously, there's just no aliens in this movie. That's fine. But, like, for me, yeah, the trailer was kind of... I rolled my eyes, but I'm like, okay, so, like, the Predator can, like, fucking ragdoll Dutch and... uh, to help Blaine and everybody else, like, how is this chick going to, you know, match wits and go toe to toe with the predator. And obviously for the most part, she doesn't, there's a lot of like, you know, hiding and ranged weapons, traps and shit. But when she does, I mean, like if the thing lands a hit on her, she's fucking dead. It was like, she was playing Elden Ring, you know, just got avoid the one shot and get, get yours in. Um, yeah. 
yeah, yeah, the predator strength was definitely inconsistent throughout the movie. Had honestly some of the similar problems I have with like the original. And, like, there's a couple scenes where like both Dutch and Naru, and, and really I feel like every lead in every predator movie, like the predator can kill them and doesn't because plot. Um, well, because that's that's the whole point. Is that it's it's to play with them. You know what I mean? Like he does it for sport. Well, no, I mean, he does kill people when he has an opening. What Brendan yeah. is saying is oh, just yeah. like, out of pure plot convenience, it doesn't yeah. kill them. Oh, 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 oh. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. No, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I would agree with that, except, and yeah, I'm giving it leeway here. It's, and we didn't talk about this. What is your interpretation of the ending? Because your interpretation of the ending completely makes or breaks that argument. Uh, how so? Like, like. So for me, I look at it as the predator knew it was beaten by Dutch, whether it was you know just wounded or it lost patience or whatever. When it starts laughing, it's not just laughing; it's replicating what Billy did, and Billy was laughing at the sheer absurdity of the situation, basically knowing that they were all fucked. So you can look at it as the Predator has gone crazy. The Predator is trying to cheat and blow itself up to take Dutch out with it. Or the Predator knows that it's beaten and it's laughing that it got beat by a human. So if you look at it that way, it would be like it didn't want to kill Dutch because it wanted to keep him alive till the last possible second when it knew for sure it was beaten or not. If you look at it as the Predator is just trying to blow them all up and it's laughing because it's a dick, the predator's dick and it could have done whatever it wanted at any time and if you look at it as the predator's gone crazy then it's one-on-one -on -one with what happened to dutch and nobody wins yeah i would kind of agree with your whole like it was sort of shocked by the idea that it was beaten by a human and that's why well yeah what it does well yeah because even going back to those scenes that i was talking about where it was like in the um uh, um, not ultraviolet. The uh, heat, heat vision, heat vision scenes in the first one. Um, that's what it's doing. It's learning human behavior. I mean, the whole point is that it's learning its prey, and so the whole time it's learning behavior. It's showing that oh, you know, that's you know, that's how he reacted to that situation. So he's mimicking it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yeah, that uh, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think those types of things are what make the original great because, yeah, it's like this simple 80s action movie, but there's people still debating, like, what happened as if it was something like The Thing, whereas Prey, you know, we, we know what happened. The Thing uh, got outsmarted, and she killed it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's fine for them to go that route. I mean, just they got beat. Um, I, uh, yeah, I just wish this predator had been written smarter, but then I, I feel like that's a complaint I have with every no. single one. Um, shoot, there was one. There was one other thing I thought was interesting. I, I felt like there was some. There was some like very subtle below the surface commentary about like you know with the French and like them obviously you know colonizing where they live, and then like the new colonizer, the predator comes in and just like fucking kills them all. I, I thought there was like something going on there. But they were trying to see. One thing I did appreciate about this movie is um, 
I read an interview with a the screenwriter, and they basically asked him like, "Are you gonna bring in all like the lore of like the comics and like a like a what are they called Yujuda whatever?" And he's basically like, "No, because we just kind of want to like do what they did with the original, where it's like you don't really know anything about them, and it's just them killing." Which I appreciate it so much because all, all that extra lore stuff I feel like really devalues it. I like, and I just find a lot of it stupid, frankly. Like I like knowing less about the predators. Like I don't need to know whatever their race is called on their planet. Just that, like you know, they're from outer space and they hunt for sport. So I did appreciate that about this movie, not like trying to add or include the old like silly lore, in my opinion. I also want to credit that because I was. I was worried that this movie was going to fall into, like, the typical prequel bullshit, where, like, you're going to find out that Naru was, uh, Billy was Naru's descendant, and then, like, there's going to be all this crap about, like, something in this movie is why it comes back to Earth for the Arnold movie or whatever. Yeah, I, th- I really thought something like that was coming. I was pleasantly surprised that there wasn't. And it, doesn't, and it doesn't do any of that, and I was just like, oh, I, thank God. I kind of, uh, now, now that you're saying that, I kind of wish it did. <laughs> just because it would have made it like more in- it would have made me more passionate about it if it had done that uh, I would have either been too done. pissed about it or, or like just super hilarious about it uh, okay. like, that's, like that's how I know you're that's how I know you're a super fan of the of the original movie because I don't think anybody or most people at least would care whether that was in there or not but that's yeah, why I, like, I mean I, I don't think any of the other sequels are good so saying this is the second best one for me isn't that high praise but like i feel like this one best understands like what it's supposed to be you know a group of people in this case naru and her comanche friends you know what a predator movie should be predator comes into a setting where people are pre-established in this case the great plains and the people there have to deal with the predator hunting them you don't need any of the extra like bullshit of adding like you know all the, this stupid lore it's just them versus the predator which i appreciate that this one kept it simple in that regard yeah. i would wonder too brennan i agree with you i did like the simplicity of it i would wonder too and i don't know what the budget of this movie was if somebody wants to look that up or not um i would wonder if that's a, if that's a side effect of whatever they spent on this because i feel like a lot of the other ones like <laughs> predators and definitely the shane black one were like attempts to do giant budget tentpole things that you know and i can't they lose yeah i can't think that the original was made for that much either and i think there's something in the economy of that that forces you to do forces you to be more creative yeah well the original is probably something like you know 10 mil to 30 mil uh and that's probably what this one was this one looked really fucking cheap yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not seeing anything on Wikipedia about the uh, about the budget. Um, I think in order to see it on Box Office Ojo now, you need like pay a subscription fee or some shit. Uh, um, but I know I just well, I just saw Predators one. I think uh, Josh is kind of in the ballpark. I think it's like fifteen. Let me see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fifteen to eighteen. What, and the box the for the original one. And the uh, and the box office on Predator eighty seven was uh, ninety eight million. Oh wow, I figured it was higher than that. Wow, Predator two really. I mean, it's still it made a shitload of money, but you know. 
Yeah. Oh, made made his money back and some. Uh, yeah. Predators two was in ninety. So. Yep. Yeah. I made half that. Um, I really hope that honestly. Before no, Wikipedia, I, was like, I will you know, not uh, do that. I will scroll away. <laughs> before I, you know this movie, I was like, you know, Predators. Like, I mean, never been that big a fan in the first place. But I was like, let let this franchise die. If they do them like this, I would say keep doing it. Where it's like, John, like you were saying, that just keep it simple. Predator in setting X, fighting the locals. You know, make Predator an anthology series. You know. Make the next one a predator is in I don't know, feudal Japan and fights a bunch of samurai. Like hell yes, sign me up for that. Or, <laughs> I, I think uh, that's one of the things they're talking about possibly doing now. Because like actually trying to like make some connected story, no interest in that personally. Or like you know, kind of doing what they've done with like some of the comics and like where like aliens are predator where they like travel out into space and like yeah, go to the predator homeworld. Like no interest in that. Just like. Predator lands in historical period place and fights the people from there. Like, you know, have have the Predator crash in, I don't know, the Colosseum and fight the Romans. You know, so it's cool it's settings like my that. Head, Brennan. I was just about to say that. Uh, <laughs> so, wow. the, so the budget on Predators 2 was 20 to 30 million and it only made 57. Whoa. Yikes. And um, uh, John, do you want to feel old? Go ahead. I was a little over two months old when that movie came out. When Predator 2 came out? Yep. And you said that was 90, right? Yep. Fuck you, <laughs> November, of, November of 1990. <laughs> I was 12. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, and that was 15 years younger, being like, you know, Predator 2 was great. Everybody slept on Predator 2. And, like, when they made a Batman movie, this didn't happen for Returns or Forever, but it's happening with Predator 2. It's mm. really fucking weird. I, well, it's because people are trying to be, like, whatever good. about it. it is like I, don't think, I don't think I've seen it since 90. I'd have to go back and view it now. Like, I, I think I think this movie, Prey, is okay. I mean, it is a better movie than Predator 2. Predator 2 might be more entertaining, but Prey is absolutely a better made movie than Predator 2. Oh, yeah. It's not uh, to me. It's not a question. This is easily like, Predator Two. It has some you know awesome scenes with Gary Busey, especially like where he dies in like the cooler. Like overall, it is like a slog for the most part. How did I? How did I completely forget about Predators? I mean, I Predators mean, was like PG or PG thirteen, so nobody I mean, it's cared. Probably it was like the most, forty-five minutes. Yeah, this I is mean, like is this is like the like one. weirdest cast ever. Predators, yeah, it's got like uh, Jane from uh, the Shield and you know Walton Goggins, um, Adrian Brody. Did I see Predators? I don't know if I even saw Predators. I don't know. It's the one that's set on like yeah. a battle world, like Secret Wars, and they pretend yeah. that it's Earth the whole movie. It was on like a Predator hunting preserve or something. They just kind of crash landed there, and I don't know. I don't know if I actually saw Predators. Yeah, I mean, it is by far the most forgettable movie in the franchise, I'd say. You got a story written by Robert Rodriguez, and this is the most forgettable one. Oh man, uh, I mean, I'd I don't say mean, so. like I said, it's really it's like forty five minutes. I mean, I'm sure it's not forty five minutes, but it's really short, and it's like, like it. <laughs> no, it's same yeah. same length as all the other ones. It's one hundred and seven minutes. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, the Predator Two is um one hundred and eight. 
Uh, Predator One is one hundred and seven. The Predator. Yeah, the so one, the Shane Black one felt like it was four hours long. <laughs> Uh, that one is, uh, 107 minutes. Do you know what happens in that one? <laughs> Which one? The Shane Black one? Uh, uh, I don't really remember. I, I think I saw it very quickly. Something about the Predator in suburbia? Um, yeah, yeah, but, like, Predators are made by autism. You, you have to read the, the wiki plot for this thing. It's, it's incredible. You're, you're going to think you're being trolled. Maybe I'll watch it again in context of the other Do one. Do not watch it again. <laughs> I uh, I I didn't own any of the Predator movies on DVD. The uh, the collection of the first four is like twelve bucks on Amazon right now. I bought it, so I do own the Predator twenty eighteen, and, and I might have to watch it because it sounds so horrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's. going to be gone uh, for a week in September. I might be watching a lot of garbage yeah. movies. I mean, that's one of those movies where, like, people on Letterboxd that I follow, like, it's rare when I see people give half stars. That movie, multiple people I know have given it half star. So, I mean, it must be just horrid. I, I probably gave it a half star. That one hit my most hated list, and I think it jumped Alien Covenant. I don't remember I, if, it, if it was because I liked Alien more, like, as a franchise, and I care about it more, so maybe oh, yeah, that definitely. might have worse, but... I'm pretty sure The Predator is a much worse movie. And they're both really awful movies. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, they're all kind of forgettable. So. Yep. No, I will never forget either one of those movies until the day that I die. You do not forget space autism. <laughs> <laughs> Predators was forgettable. These movies are ingrained in my fucking soul and they haunt my dreams. Did we did we have anything else we wanted to mention about either of these? I guess. Um, I mean, like I said, it's it's fine. I if they continue making them, I would say make them in this way. Um, recommend. Uh, I would say if you like. I mean, I personally think it's the second best one, but Grant, I don't think any of the sequels are that good. It's a um, low bar. It's a low yeah. bar. And even then, this one's like a three out of five for me. Um, it's got some surprisingly decent Native American representation. Um, I'd say some cool kills. Uh, the CG's not good, so if you have Hulu, watch it. If you don't have Hulu, don't pay like just to watch this episode. That, that's my ultimate attitude. <laughs> yep. I'd have to agree with you on that. There's an Archie versus Predator comic. Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's fucking incredible. Uh, everybody find and read that um, comic. Highly yeah, recommend. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm probably gonna have to read that. Oh, <laughs> like a limited edition hardcover. You can't even find that shit anymore. By the way, Justin, in related and not related news, but something that I brought up a while ago, I read the first Kyle Higgins Power Rangers trade. Oh yes. Not, not terrible. Okay. Not, okay. Not, I'll take it. I mean, it, it, well, I'll say this: it's never going to get me to watch the TV show. There's no well, way. Well, obviously, no way I mean that's that. Yeah, no, that that's got to be a thing that you grew up with and you that's have a nostalgia right. for, and you put it on. It's not something that somebody in their forties who's never watched it before would just put on and binge watch and do a review on it. I have, I have zero, I have negative zero expectation of you ever watching 
episodes of Power Rangers and us reviewing them. So but I don't don't but ever did, believe that. But I did enjoy it, and I and I I am gonna read more of it. I bought a couple more of them, um, and I could see us doing some sort of review on it down the road. Like the there you okay. go. Okay. I nice, I nice, will nice. say as someone who did watch the show. Um, especially the volume one trade is like fucking phenomenal. If you had watched the show, yep. you would be like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, pretty I pretty much but... up until Higgins leaves. Um, it's, it's pretty good. I really, um, but then once Higgins leaves, it kind of gets a little wonky. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But okay. they say the they say in comics, the Higgins curse for whatever reason, whenever he leaves a comic, they always replace him with a bad writer. Mm. Noticeable trend. <laughs> Yeah, which I mean, I honestly, Ryan Parrott wasn't even a a bad writer on it. It's just that, like, I don't know, he just kind of kind of put his own spin on things, and it just, I, I don't know, it, I don't know if it's him or if it was, um, you know, um, Boom, who wanted him to do stuff because then they started separating the teams, and then they started creating this whole new narrative for the ones that left, and I don't want to. I'm, I'm sure it's not spoilers for anybody who's listening to this, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, I'm going to spoil it if John decides he wants to read the entire thing, but... I'm going to uh, keep going. Yeah, oh. so, but it's, uh, but yeah, definitely the Higgins ones, which I think end right after Shad Grid, which I think is, like, issue 35? I think I bought the first five trades, because they were cheap. Yeah, let me, uh... I should also, I guess I'll use this opportunity while you're working stuff up to talk about stuff we've got coming up. Um, I think our weekly show next week will be uh, you and I, Justin, you and I, and Milos reviewing The Terminal List, uh, the Chris Pratt uh, Amazon military series. Um, I'm thinking that'll be our regular show for next week. Uh, We do have the... Star Trek Lower Decks Season 1 and 2 recap coming. Um, probably uh, next weekend we'll record that before I leave for Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. I'll put that out a couple days before the show premieres again. Um, we do have episode 300 coming up. Uh, we are presently, I want to say, six away from that. Um, oh, wow. And on Milos's suggestion, we will be doing the movie 300. Um so anybody who wants in on that, let me know, and we will figure out how exactly we're going to do that. Um, I will. Sure. I would have, uh, we're gonna, Josh. I'm taking your suggestion that at some point we'll do a wrap up on the Orville. I'm gonna start that soon. Um, I'm guessing some percentage of people will want to do Sandman. Maybe. Um, I'm also gonna start that soon. I have watched all of Sandman. I can do that. Um, if we want to make it a show and comic double feature, um, I will tell you without spoilers, the entire first season of the show is issues 1 to 16. Not in that order, but that's pretty much all of it. Okay. Um, all right. Maybe I'll read that, too, as a compare as a comparative piece. Um, yeah, and we will be uh, resuming the... Star Trek Away Mission shows once Lower Decks premieres. Uh, we'll probably try to do those weekly. Those will be 
shorter probably than the than the shows we did on Strange New Worlds and Discovery and Picard because it's a 25 minute per episode show rather than 45 to an hour. Um, and I just find with comedies there's probably less to go over because it depends so much on personal interpretation of jokes. Uh, I know we want to get back to the Lord of the Rings stuff at some point soon, yeah. so we should, we should probably plan out Fellowship at least um, in the next couple weeks. Uh, She-Hulk will be reviewed whenever that wraps up. That hasn't even started yet as we record this. That's a week from today that that starts. Uh, what about Andor? Uh, Andor doesn't even start till late September now. They backed it up. Um I think they backed it up to give She-Hulk time without another show being on. Because um, oh. they backed... Andor was supposed to come out August 31st. It's now September 21st. Um, but they must, still, they must still want these things put out on a very particular calendar because the first three episodes of Andor are coming out on, on the 21st of September. Um, so, I don't know. I guess we'll see. And the... Apparently the I am Groot shorts are out as of today. Uh, I don't think I don't think those are worth reviewing or anything because I think it's going to be a grand total of like twenty five minutes. But they might be fun. Oh, and Josh and I will be doing Dragon Ball eventually. I'm on issue one hundred. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the comic you're gonna do? Yeah. What are we doing? DBZ. Oh, yeah. Uh, right now, Brendan is reading through Dragon Ball, and that's the first series, and then he's going to do Dragon Ball Z. Uh, so once he finishes the first series, we will cover that, um, and then we'll see how much he wants to read of Z, if he wants to read all of it, and then when he's done with that, we'll cover that. Okay. We got to get back on the Clone Saga thing. I was wrong. That might all be just one show. It's not yeah, I, I had a feeling it might be. Yeah, because I'm into the... I think I'm in. The so first. just let me uh, let me just break in here real quick. So it was uh, issue thirty um, that Higgins leaves the Power Ranger comic. I also want to point out that I really fucking hate the way Comicsology is now because it took me all that time to figure out that all the Power Ranger ones are all in one giant stack thing, even though the top one is the Tommy, the old man Tommy comic, and that pissed me off for like two. Minutes, so I fucking that's my little next rant. time use Wikipedia. <laughs> I fucking yeah, Wikipedia. Wikipedia wasn't helping me because for some reason somebody didn't put his fucking Power Ranger on on his Wikipedia. So I had to like go to Comicsology and figure out where he stopped writing it. <laughs> I fucking hate how that site is organized now. Yeah. Um, so if, gonna, if you're buying the collections, start. it's collection number eight. That he okay. stops in. That's the end, and that's also the end of Shattered Grid. Which honestly, after Shattered Grid, it's kind of bleh. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first one at least had my interest, so we'll. we'll also, see also, uh, Lord Draken is probably one of the best uh, new comic book characters in like last decade. Did you ever go? Did you ever go back to Radiant Black? By the way. Um, I bought them all. Uh, I read like I think I read like the first three. Fucking read. So it. I'll Keep so going. I'll try to finish that. I'll try to finish that. You finish Power Rangers, and we'll have a nice Higgins, uh, yeah. comic odd thing. I'll talk about like, his his great run on Nightwing. It'll be a ball. There's like 15 <laughs> issues of Radiant Black. There's like 
God knows how many of those Power Rangers comics now. Great. Well, you know, between movies and TV shows, and I'm still trying to finish Baywatch, it's, you know, <laughs> what are we doing here? I, I just have to bring up, in case I forget this, when we actually review the Terminal List or people don't listen to this, enjoying that show, which I'm mostly watching because you, you recommended it because you were watching it anyway, there's no way... Technically, Milos recommended it, and okay, now I'm kind of regretting you, agreeing to it. Okay, I thought you said it. Um, nah. there, there is no way, given the events of what, what that show portends, there's no way it would it would even occur past episode one. Because the whole yeah. thing is that you know Pratt is this military guy. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's uh, let let's let's save that for next week. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's let's not. Let's get to a major point of contention for me, and we should save it for the actual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying all... it. I'm enjoying it, but I also have to divorce myself from like stop thinking about that. Well, we'll drop a little flavor in the area, but you know. Yep. They'll have right. to get the full taste. We, we've all got our reading homework. I've got to finish Dragon Ball. John's got to finish uh, Higgins, Power Rangers. Josh is reading Naruto. Justin has to read this Radiant Black. You know, we, we've all got stuff to keep us busy. <laughs> yep, that's true. And Maybe I, I should go back and reread Howl, too. Um, I mentioned before, just getting back to Predator, if you're a Predator super fan and you wanted to hear the thoughts of someone on uh, Prey, Basically said what I said, except not as angry. Uh, Critical Drinker has a really good video on that. I think it's like, you know, his video is usually nine, ten minutes. Uh, YouTube, Critical Drinker. Um, if you have never seen The Predator, you're highly encouraged to check out the wiki for the plot. And I believe I said Mahler has one of his Unbridled Rage videos. Um, and then Without Warning, I don't know what it's on. It might be on Tubi. I bought the Blu-ray. Um, it's basically a bare bones predator. Don't expect like a big action movie or people you'll recognize. Um, but it's, it's really good, really enjoyable. If you can get past the look of the alien. Okay. Uh, it's funny because since you mentioned the look of the alien, I saw an article the other day that the original design for the predator before they turned it into what it ended up being in the actual movie was way closer to a giant chicken. And somebody convinced them that that would absolutely not work and would ruin the movie, so they redesigned it to what we now have. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I remember hearing that on the, um, I think it was the We Love the 80s show. And I think, is there how it was made or the movies that made us on Predator? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. I'm not sure. There might so, be. so without warning... Which I'm assuming is a, the 1980 film starring, yep. uh, well, it was directed by Graydon Carter. Is that who I'm looking at? Graydon Carter? Clark. Yeah, it's, it's that one. Yeah. Okay, so it's on something called Plex. Which, other than that, you can buy it or rent it or whatever on Amazon, but it's free on Plex. Which it's I not found. On Ruby. No, no. Well, it doesn't yeah. have it as like the thing on because if you go on Chrome to look for it, I usually use DuckDuckGo. Um, but if you go on Chrome, it tells you like where you can watch movies if you just put in a movie name, and that's yeah. coming up. It's also on like YouTube and stuff, but yeah. So you can probably just find it on YouTube. But, okay. 
Cool. And uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, I don't think we'll have anything this weekend. I still have to go back and listen to the show you guys did on Bell. Um, so I don't think we'll have anything planned for this weekend. Um, yeah, so on, on the record, uh, here's my uh, two-second review of Bell. Uh, 4.5 out of 7, not a Beauty and the Beast movie. Uh, Digimon meets Ready Player One meets the one ballroom scene from Beauty and the Beast. I don't know why people are calling this Beauty and the Beast movie. And her name's not even Bell. Her name is Bell like I rang a bell. So there you go. The hell is it like Digimon? Digimon? I don't know. I got I got Digimon the movie uh, vibes from it. Like, you know, when, 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 yeah, when the beast guy is like fighting all those other dudes or whatever in the virtual reality thing, it reminded me of when, uh, Greymon and, uh, and, uh, uh, what's his face there, uh, turned into Omnimon and they were fighting in that thing or whatever. That's what it reminded me of. Well, that's a take. Uh, on the record, I was correct at the time of recording. Justin had not watched the movie yet. And he, he also, uh, he could have recorded his thoughts, but he didn't even want to do that. Also, well, I did record my thoughts, but it was only for you guys. Um, also, a recommendation: go watch Digimon the movie. That's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, I'll file that under things I'm never going to do for two hundred, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Digimon the movie. All right, guys, oh my god. Uh, all right. Also, go watch Happy Birthday, Zach. Uh, great episode of Power Rangers. Okay. Uh, we'll end on that. Uh, <laughs> also, go next? watch every single Arnold movie. Uh, that would be a long time. Uh, I know we're going to... I know, do, I've done it. I know we're going to do Last <laughs> Action Hero at some point, because it's Boris's favorite movie, I think. Yep. Oh, yeah. So we're end up, gonna end up doing that mess. Uh, and at some point, we do have to do True Lies. At some point. Uh. Okay. Well, there's. You know what? Here's our. Here's our in for that. CBS has a TV version coming out. Oh. Yes. I wish they didn't, but yes. Fuck. So we can use that as our inroad to do the actual movie. <laughs> so. Why? In the fall, we'll do that. Why? Why do we have to make everything? Why do we have to bring everything we back? We can't leave anything alone. We can't leave anything. I, I'm sure we'll no, do it. You can't leave the greatness of. First of all, you can't leave the greatness of of what the movie is among all the great movies that came out in 1994. It always gets lost because of how great that year was for movies. That is a fantastic action. Like action, sci-fi, comedy, a thriller, spy, whatever the hell that Nick Fury guy was in his agency thing. Uh, That movie is phenomenal. And I'm going to spoil it right here. It's my number one old movie. And, you know. Really? This is fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. A long time. Uh, Fucking, what's his, uh, Paxton as, as the shady car dealership guy oh my god i love those scenes so much and then of course you got jamie lee curtis so yeah
Okay. Cool. And we lost Josh. Justin on true. But that's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we will reconvene next week for the terminal list. Um, and we will well, either that I make you guys watch Pumping Iron, but oh dear God, maybe. maybe. All right. <laughs> oh, God, why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Night. See you. All right. Later.